0: Comics,
1: movies, music,
0: video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television.
0: This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything.
2: You know, I noticed today that um, Stan Lee wasn't in Daredevil. He what would be. Thanks for the spoiler. I have not finished. I'm
1: only in episode nine as of this recording.
2: Stan Lee's not in Daredevil. He, he is in
1: Daredevil. When? At one. I think it's towards... It, this isn't really a big spoiler, but I think it's either the last episode or the one before last. Foggy's friend, the cop, is sitting behind the duty desk and up in... Duty. Yeah, duty. And up to the right, there's a picture on the wall of, like, either Officer of the Year or their Commander oh, or something so like it's... that. And it's a picture, and it's Stan Lee in a cop's uniform.
2: Oh, wow. Well, that is yeah. a great catch, but uh, that's not what I meant. But he's he's not there in person, <laughs> he is, No, he is yeah. not there in person. I don't know if I should have expected it. See, I still don't count Netflix as television, and he hasn't shown up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, yeah. he did. Oh, my Tracks. God. in
0: season one. He was in season one on the train.
2: Oh. Tracks. All right. Short-term memory loss. right, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a year and a half ago. I don't think there's nothing short-term about that one. A year.
2: Something you'd think I'd remember being that I host an MCU podcast.
0: (laughs) You are. You are one of the co-hosts of uh, an MCU podcast, specifically this one called It's All Connected. This is episode 59. 59. Uh, That was... Johnny M. and I'm joined by Russell Lathan, and I am of course Ken Morgan. We're fine. We're all fine We're all here. Fine all here. fine.
2: How here are today?
1: you? Speaking of which, did anybody else defecate themselves when they saw the most recent Star Wars trailer?
2: I only made pee pee. <laughs> 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 no, it
0: was it was uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, I gotta admit, though, I. I it, it made me think that that Saturday Night Live, but it wasn't all that far off trying to get Leia to set the VCR or whatever it was and, and all that because when I saw Han there I'm like oof ugh, yeah it's 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 been that long huh
1: yeah you, you, it's funny since I work from home I've been having the Star Wars celebration live stream going and Nerd. today they live streamed the Carrie Fisher panel How's that working out um for a lady that's almost
0: 70 she looks pretty good. Well, they supposedly they hired her trainer for her, like the day
1: after uh, they announced the new movies. So yeah, it's too bad. Hopefully, she's been getting in shape. Too bad she's only fifty eight. So Chewie looked great. Hey, boom. Yeah, Chewie looks great. Everybody says Chewie looks great, but uh...
0: well, Wookiees are long lived, so uh, it's not surprising that he's not all great up and all that.
1: Yeah, she's just uh, man. She's just a character. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't even know where to go. Hey, dumb question. Who's wearing the Chewy costume, though? Mayhew. Is it somebody? It is Mayhew? Yeah, yeah they did an okay, interview cool. with him today, too. Uh, and they talked a little bit about, you know, getting things back together again and how for him, seeing when he found out JJ was going to do everything or as much as he could practical, he said that's the moment when, like, the original cast kind of were, you know, just kind of realized, okay, this is this is like going home. This is like, this is what we want to do. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah.
0: You know, dumb question. I'm actually being serious here. So how – I mean, I've always seen Mayhew in recent pictures that he's always using a cane. How How is he is he do, doing as far as filming and things like that? How, how did that work out? Do we know?
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he did, A, you know, we don't know how much he was – you know, they're actually in the movie. I don't know how much. Right, that's, that's yeah, true, yeah. I don't know if he did all of it. I know in the interview he he was sitting, obviously, but he did get up yeah. but at, at one point. I think towards the end of the interview, they show him, like, you know, getting up to leave, and he didn't have any kind of assistance in walking. Um, But, yeah, I've seen him. He does a lot of the Texas cons. I think he lives in Dallas, or he lives somewhere near Dallas now. Uh, And so he's always at, like, the Dallas Comic-Con the fan days. He usually shows up at the Comic-Palooza here in Houston. uh, And I think he's going to be there this year, too, I think. Um, And, uh, yeah, he always – I mean, I've never really seen him – I mean, he's obviously getting up there in age, but I've never seen him really, you know, struggling to get around. Right.
2: Okay. Cool. That's for another podcast. It is. No, we're not that far. It's part of the Disney family, it so is. we're okay there. And I think we should add that if you hear the apocalypse in Russell's background, <laughs> yes, that's because it's happening. Yeah. It uh, in southeast Texas, in
1: South Houston, it is. Uh, it is coming down like there's no tomorrow.
2: Well, that's yet to be seen. There may not. Odin be. is bowling. Yes, <laughs> yes, very well. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's he's he's
2: doing well for himself. He's knocking him down.
1: Yeah, so quite a bit of news in the last week, other than the Star Wars trailer. There's there's there as as blah. There has actually been other stuff going on.
2: Do tell. We got an Ant Man trailer. Oh, wow. We did get an Ant-Man trailer. We did get did an Did that happen trailer? like right after you guys recorded last week as usual? Uh, Probably what? close <laughs> enough. Yeah,
1: because yeah. it was right before – I think it was right – wasn't it Monday? Right before, right before Daredevil. It was before Daredevil. Yeah, came out, think, yeah, yeah. So it was – yeah, I think it was Friday that they released that. Um, so what would you guys think? I mean, we definitely got to see more. We got to see that, you know, there is some humor in there. Not that we were worried about that.
2: I, I like I'm, it. I'm pl- fine. You know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not blown away by it, but I'm not blown away by like many trailers. I, I don't think. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't get the. It sounds like the response is mostly negative. I've kind of been out of touch the last couple of weeks, but it sounds like more people are bitching about it than enjoying it. I I think it looks fine. Yeah, I'm I I. It looks
0: fine. It looks enjoyable. I'm I'm beginning to think, and this might be a piece of where the negative comes from. I'm beginning to think this is really is really going to be a one and done. It's not going to have a bigger impact, impact to the bigger MCU that much. I have nothing to base that off of other than my own gut feeling, but I, I don't really think that we're going to see Scott Lang in you know Infinity War, for example. I, I don't anticipate it, at least. I could be I could be totally wrong though. Yeah, I could. Hey, we, we we might even see him in Civil War. I mean, I guess since it's going to hopefully involve many
1: other heroes, it's possible. Yeah, I wonder with this one if if they hadn't been so forceful about or, or i guess been in bed so for so long with edgar wright and have pushed that so far and and pushed it if if like if this deal with edgar wright like fell apart like three years ago i think they would have probably just scrapped this whole thing
0: i have like no connection with edgar wright i really I, I couldn't either. tell you anything he's done I'm, I'm supposed to know apparently but that's not even a factor to me so i don't know but, really where all that all that comes from i,
1: I don't you know Edgar Wright, I mean, I love Hot Fuzz. I love Shaun of the Dead. Um, I even liked. Ah, oh, that's yeah. why I didn't see any. Of this. I liked End of the World. Scott Pilgrim wasn't that huge of a fan of. Um, the problem with, with him is he takes his own time when he does a movie. So typically everything takes forever. Um, he likes to do things his way and for his own properties and stuff like that, perfectly fine. You know, it, it, no, no big deal. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a filmmaker. He has every right to to control his own material. Yeah. And I just, I, I just think that was that was a bit of a clash. But by that point, they had gone so far down the rabbit hole with this movie. There was really no no Cohen back. I mean, contracts were signed, right. production had started. You know, you you really can't just kind of cut it off right there. But I think if they knew that this was going to be the road they ended up on, I think they would have probably shifted some things around um, and maybe stuck something else in the middle. But uh, But yeah, you know, the only thing I think that's tricky with Ant-Man is trying to differentiate it from Iron Man in the fact that it's a guy in a suit and there's some humor and, you know, he's kind of a wise-ass character, so I I think for the the general masses, that might be a a harder sell. I think some people are worried it's too much humor, like it's going to be too jokey and not serious enough, but... I don't know. The more I see from the trailer, the more I like it. I mean, I, I, there's nothing in there that really turns me off. I mean, I like, you know, that's one of the things I like about the Marvel movies is I like that, you know, twinge of humor in there, something to kind of lighten the mood up a little bit, but yet still tell a a good story.
0: Right. You know, changing gears, but kind of still keeping with this. Um, and of course, in two weeks, Avengers: Age of Ultron comes out, and they keep saying how you know Tony is the one who created Ultron, or he. The one thing they do say is that Tony picked up a, a he picked up an old project where he tried to revive an old project. I'm still wondering if that's going to be our tie in to, um, to Hank Pym that uh, it's Ultron was a, a one of Hank Pym's project, maybe even for Shield, and Tony is going to pick up where that left off and run with it, and that'll be the connection that gets to Hank Pym. Uh, in, in Ultron. Might be a quick reference at the beginning, and then we move on from there, and it's Tony's baby from that point forward. I think that would be, be a nice nod to the original uh, story. And yes, intro- introduced to uh, Hank Pym, since as of right now, we still have not heard his name in the MCU yet. Um, we've talked about it the show before, we were supposed to, or we almost did in uh, the first movie, Thor. Um, but they decided to just go with unknown, unnamed, an unnamed uh associate of uh,
1: Selvig when that was going to be a reference to uh, Henry Pema. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting is I guess uh, Mark Ruffalo, since all the cast and crew are kind of doing the rounds for promo, you know, given that the big Hollywood premiere has happened, the movie's two weeks out. uh I guess one of the things that popped up when they talk about a Hulk movie is, I guess, Universal still has the distribution rights to a solo Hulk film, which... Yeah, maybe. Which they did distribute the first one. Yeah, which... The previous one. Yeah, to me, is isn't a huge deal. I mean, how long did Paramount have distribution rights after Disney yeah, you know, Disney bought them? It, I know, but Disney's got them now, and right. Disney, it does what Disney wants to do. Sure, and I mean, they, they paid Paramount a you know, fairly good sum to, to do that. How, and how, how would that reconcile with the Netflix deal? Because as of this year, so with, with
0: Avengers, Avengers, um, Netflix has the first first shot at it for distribution uh, to the home market. In that, uh, I forget how that deal works, but it's going to go to Netflix early. Um, you know, so I don't know if Universal has the distribution yeah. rights. Would that, would that be able to hold or not? Uh,
1: I well, I think it's just I think it's theatrical distribution. Is I think well, no, because the because even the Blu Ray is a no. Universal Blu Ray. That's what I'm saying. They'll get uh, yeah. the Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, so, I I know we'll see. I know for all the Disney, I mean Disney in general. So before any of the Disney properties go to HBO, Showtime, Cinemax or anything else, right. they would go to Netflix first. They go to Netflix first, yeah. right? So I think Which is awesome. Yeah, and like I said, I th- I think money can solve that problem. I mean, I think Universal would be stupid. Oh, we know that. Yeah, I mean, Universal would be stupid to not say, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll, you know, we'll whatever, we'll give up." distribution rights for X number of points on this movie, that they'd be stupid not to. Uh, so I don't really see that as being a stumbling block, uh, no. you know, for doing it. I think if, if if Marvel had a good Hulk story that they wanted to tell as a solo movie, I don't think distribution is going to stop them. They got a great one queued up with the leader. They could do such a good job with it, but hey, I'd love to see it. Yeah.
0: Hey, speaking of uh, they're doing the rounds, did you guys catch the Jimmy Kimmel uh, special where they did uh, had to help the full cast on? I did. I did. I did not. All right, so they're doing the interview, and it was fun. Now, it's no secret, uh, I don't think it is, that the guests um, basically have an open bar available to them on Jimmy's show. And this cast was certainly enjoying it, you could tell. But there was a great moment where uh, Jimmy did his bit, the, uh, The Wall of America, where basically people can call in on Skype. And they had a call in from a guest in Los Angeles, a viewer named Clark. Uh Clark Gregg popped up on Skype and the whole cast went, Hey, look, it's you and uh Mark Ruffalo got up and was like, Hey, come on, come on, and get in the chair, and it was all fun. And then, you know, Clark's, you know, being, you know, big fanboy. Oh, this is such an honor, big fan, big fan. But have any of you guys ever thought about doing television? Hmm. And I don't know how much of it was the fact that they were drinking and feeling good, or how much they 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 all kind of got a little bit like, oh, um, like they didn't know really what to say cuz one they didn't want to commit to anything and two they didn't want to like like break any kind of deal or contract or whatever but they're all like um how do I answer this and then finally uh, Chris Evans like sure why not
1: yeah, he was, it was, all, really, it was He was all in.
0: It was an odd moment they all like didn't really want to say. It, I don't think he was truly all in. He was trying to end it because I really think they didn't want to answer because they didn't want to outright say, no, I don't do television. But at the same time, they're like on the spot on semi-live
1: TV. Well, it's funny because if you look at Scarlett Johansson's nod, she almost looks like she's doing the faux, I'm going to pretend like like I wouldn't have anything to do with television. It's beneath me, but I really don't feel that way. But that's the look I'm going to give. Maybe, but it's hard to say because then it looked like she was whispering to Ruffalo, like "Would you really? You would, you would go on and do it?" And Ruffalo looked like he would say, "Sure, I'd yeah, I'd, R- go, I'd go do I, it." I think Ruffalo would love to do it, yeah, you know? and uh, yeah, but Evans was was all in. It was really funny, and the, yeah. I think even Renner said, "You know, hey, call me or give you know, give me a call or something." You know, just they all. I know Ruffalo said that too. He's like, "You don't return my calls. Just call me."
0: Yeah, but I couldn't tell how much of that was a bit I to deflect it, and how much was really yeah. serious. Um, yeah, but there definitely was a, a, a was a moment there early on in the question where they're all they really didn't know how to react yeah. cause
1: well they were genuinely surprised y- if you look at everybody's face they were that wasn't like faux oh we we knew you were coming yeah like, yeah like, yeah they generally were were surprised with what was going on right uh, but yeah there was some funny stuff there the whole the family feud thing was was pretty funny. oh yeah uh, and alcohol made it so much better too yeah yeah they the bicycle made for three that it was just oh really my god. Funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sad. there's there's some funny stuff.
0: Scarjo Scar like she she looked at it and she's like uh, no, I can't get
1: on that. Yeah. One is funny too. There's two- no way she was going to There's no way she's going to be able to get on that on live TV. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And it's funny cuz they one of the questions they asked was like who was like the social coordinator, like the party guy of the bunch and everybody <laughs> pointed to Chris <laughs> yeah. Evans and then he was like really embarrassed that they were calling him out. It's really funny. <laughs> uh yeah, so it was it was a good I I like that as opposed to the one-on-one. You know, kind of thing. You know, usually those kind of shows they do one on one. So this, this was like the entire, yeah, show, which was fun. that was
0: fun. It, the whole, the whole night was to that for them. It was kind of, it was kind of funny though. That, that question you're talking about for like the public events, they all put the curt to Chris, but the events we don't talk about, it went to Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, Downey Jr. called him Pluto Lord of the Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was funny. And then I guess that was Tuesday. Uh, no, that was Monday. and then no, That was a Monday, Monday night
0: show, and then they re-aired it immediately after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday. Yeah,
1: and then I guess Wednesday night, or was it Thursday night, uh, Kobe Smulders was the guest. And, oh, okay. And she announced that, uh, I guess, uh, Kimmel asked she her, her about t- TV, and so it looks like she's going to show up again for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She'll be in another episode this season.
0: Well, somebody has to go to... Admiral Dama and say no, no, no. Coulson got his marching orders for Fury. Stand down and get in line. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to get Fury to do that. So they'll get they'll get
1: they'll get Hill. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that that'll be interesting to see with as few episodes as we have left. That that that's still something to come in.
0: Then there was um, one thing I heard. We were looking at um, episode counts, and by our count, we thought we were going to go up until May nineteenth. But it turns out the finale is actually going to be two hours, so that will put us at May twelfth, which is usually that week is usually the end of the se- the season for most shows. So we're looking at a two hour finale for the uh, end of Shield. it Looks like, yeah,
1: yeah, that came.
0: on on May twelfth.
2: Yeah. I think that's a good thing. I mean, even even though it's the same amount of content hours, I I feel like this season is too long. You know, maybe maybe yep. I am getting used to well, Netflix. La- or
0: uh, now wait a minute. So last year we had these huge gaps, and everybody's complaining. Yeah, that wasn't good either. Th- but w- but it's two. Well, different no, but things. this year, but it's no, but it's the same amount of time. It's the same twenty two hours. But this year we get this gap filler of Agent Carter, and now suddenly it feels too long. When in reality for Agents of Shield, we're still getting the same twenty two episodes. The real
2: reality is that last year they hit this stride. When Hydra showed up, and then we wanted more, and this year yeah, they've never really maybe. hit a second half stride. We hope, you know, when when Sky transformed into, you know, Quake or whatever, that that was really going to carry us now for the second half. And I feel like see, there's been a little bit of drag these last. See, I don't think so. Episodes. I I
0: think we've, I think we've been at such a high quality all season long that. Whereas last season we were kind of steady but low when we hit that spike it was like whoa now we're up way up we way up to 11. This year we've been consistently at hitting 8 and 9 all season long so it doesn't feel like we've been hitting that high but really we've been up there the whole time. That's my thought on this season.
1: To each their own.
0: I mean every week we've been getting something new. Maybe it's just a small nugget and some weeks have been bigger than others. This week apparently there's a huge drop bombshell was dropped and nobody picked up on it but me and we'll talk about
1: that in a little bit yeah yeah we're also talking about a spinoff which i found very strange to to put it lightly i mean the the ratings aren't blowing the doors off i mean not to say they're terrible and and again when you factor in the plus sevens and things like that they're, they're very happy with the ratings they're closer to like 2.8 2.9 consistently which ranks it you know fair, fairly high among scripted television uh, but to talk about a spinoff uh, is is interesting. We don't really know much. There's been talk that it might be um, that it might be Bobby Morse, you know, that, you know, who knows? But I guess and to kind of uh, go on top of that, John Ridley has been hi- hired to do some sort of TV project. And again, no details. Uh, and John Ridley was uh, one of the writer producers for 12 Years a Slave, uh, so no telling what
2: what that project might be so it's just more interesting talk um people are guessing deathlock but i don't see that as holding its own television show yeah um just because of like the cost of making a good deathlock you know which we really haven't seen yet it's a better deathlock this year than than the first season but yeah um
0: yeah, you didn't, we, you weren't on to talk about that. We were wondering, did it look better than his catcher's equipment? Yeah, it looks better season? than the
2: catcher's equipment. Definitely, it's a higher end catcher's equipment. Um, what about like a what about like an Inhuman spinoff or like a Sky spinoff where she separates I, I, from the yeah. team, but we're now we're because we've been wondering like how are they going to keep up Inhuman stuff until the movie? Not that they have to, but. It would be a nice yeah, way to um, branch off that end of the universe without really messing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, see, I think that would actually start wearing us down so that by the time humans the movie came around, we wouldn't care. It's very or possible. they would have
0: I mean, burned off too much and we'd be – we wouldn't care. Like, yeah, they just burn off too much uh, of, of what we want to know is that by the time it got to a movie, it's like nah, – no, I don't know how we feel about that. I don't know. It's a weird um, spot they're in because – I, maybe it'll be Gonzalez's group, and they'll take the uh, the the SS Shield and go off, and
1: like you know, that'll be that show, and then maybe Coulson can have his little. I just I just don't know if there's enough stuff to support like two Shield team shows. Like, if given given the catalog they have to work with, is that you know, is that really what we want to see? Is another Shield, you know, basically two shows yeah. with Shield teams? I mean, personally, I'd rather even if it's completely disconnected from what we've seen before, I'd rather them try something different and new, uh, right. you know, and, and then it's a tough spot too, because they've got the daredevil stuff, which gives them the street level heroes. You know, I don't think we're going to get anything like a punisher unless by TV, they mean, you know, maybe they're, they're planning on doing something for either HBO or Showtime or, you know, even AMC or FX. But I, I doubt that seriously. I, I think
2: they've been pretty good about wanting to keep it in house, except for the Netflix deal, which and I think that's where they'd go. Like if they, yeah. there's no, now that we've seen what Daredevil is, there's no reason why they couldn't do Punisher in that, in that same vein. Sure. And I, and I could easily see Netflix so far. I mean, critical
1: reception has been very high. The fan reception has been very high on Daredevil. It, it's funny, one of the, the news stories I have in there is kind of tangentially related, but uh, earnings came out for Netflix earlier this week and their share price has gone through the roof. And part of it is uh, the revenue is the revenue met expectations, but their subscribers took a big jump. It went from, uh, it went to 62.3 and they forecasted 61.4. Um, and the, the U S netted 2.2 million versus what they thought was going to be 1.8. Uh, so everything, you know, just everything in general is kind of up for Netflix. Now, Granted, this is first quarter, so this isn't you, you know whether Daredevil had any impact on that. Who knows? You know if people were subscribing ahead of time to be ready for the April launch. But I mean, at, at this point, Daredevil's got to or uh, Netflix has to be looking at things and just being very happy with with where they sit. <clears throat> and then t- to get high praise for Daredevil, I I would expect that Netflix is going to push Marvel Disney to. To, for a season two, like right away on this on this Daredevil thing, because I think, um, y- you know, this we're hearing like House of Cards level praise for for this Daredevil show.
0: Rightfully so.
2: Did you guys ever see the uh, Family Guy episode where it has nothing to do with what happened in the episode? You know how there's like irreverent things in Family Guy, and, sure. and they're watching TV, and it's like the announcer on the TV is like. The new sitcom starring Mark Ruffalo and Janine Garofalo, Garofalo Ruffalo, <laughs> 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 and, and when I read the Secret Marvel Project, of course I thought of Garofalo Ruffalo. <laughs> can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh,
1: so the, the other bit that's come out, and this is this is I, I hate to say breaking news, but it's it's pretty recent. Although the genesis of this it goes back a ways, but. I guess the the contents of the Sony email hack stuff has gone to WikiLeaks. So it's all public now, and everybody's been combing through it. I actually spent some time dumpster diving into it. I know Bleeding Cool had a pretty good analysis, but more has come to light about Drew Goddard and his separation from, uh, from the Daredevil project. And I guess things got pretty uh, nasty uh, towards the end. And even before the public announcement so most of the stuff where he backed out happened uh like end of february into april or end of march into april and the official announcement didn't come out until mid-may last year that that goddard was was staying on as his executive producer but he was leaving you know to go do this the spider-man stuff at sony the the main portion of it that we found is that Goddard wanted to back out of Daredevil to do Spider-Man. Apparently, Sony kind of courted him because they had they wanted him to um, to definitely write and possibly direct um, Sinister Six, and then in the, the next Spider-Man three, and they wanted him to kind of be involved in that whole project. When on the he uh, on the cusp of Amazing Spider-Man two coming out, everybody was gung ho and thinking that. Sony was going to ride the high coattails of May Spider-Man 2, and they were going to announce all these Spider-Man projects because, uh, you know, that movie was going to be a critical and a box office success. Um, and it turns out, you know, you could debate whether it was a box office success or not, um, but critically it, it didn't do so well, and it, they kind of had to rethink. But but at this time, that wasn't the case. Um, so apparently when Goddard went to pull out of that project, um, Ike Pulmutter, who is the, the head muckety-muck over at Marvel... Slash Disney at this point he was the the lead investor at at Marvel, um, he wanted basically Goddard's name taken off the Daredevil show. He wanted him to to not be you know credited you know as, credited as much as he was, um, and Goddard, you know his deal and and so basically Sony was gonna since they were technically stealing Goddard away from Daredevil, they were willing to kind of pitch in and, you know, cover his financial, you know, losses from pulling out of that project. And so they wanted kind of an accounting of it and to see, you know, what his deal entailed. And then ABC studios agreed to show it. And then I guess Disney corporate stepped in and said, no, you're not showing all that stuff. And that's when things kind of got a little ugly, but the big dispute I guess was if Daredevil goes to a season two then Goddard was allegedly supposed to get 250,000 up front um, as well as retain his executive producer credit. And I guess his, his um, production studios logo would be in the credits and all that kind of stuff. And then if it was renewed for season three and season four, you know, he would, he would still retain uh, a small, I guess a smaller stake in, in those seasons because of his contributions. Cause I guess other than, kind of given the general tone and direction for the first season of daredevil writing of several of the episodes, he kind of had a roadmap set out for seasons for season two. And I guess because they would build off that into a season three and potentially season four, he felt he he still had some ownership there. Um, And so Sony went so far as to even tell Goddard, okay, fine. We'll give you off of a sinister six. um, We'll give you your 250 K. If the movie does over 500 million gross, worldwide box office and then if it gets picked up for season three and then beyond we'll give you another 100 125k on top of that um for the 500 million and then it it like stacked that bonus he had other um box office thresholds above the 500 mil and it you, you know his bonus would basically stack on top of that um, so
0: he's going to get money for doing Sinister Six and get a little bit of money from Sony to make up for the fact that he would have lost out on the Daredevil stuff.
1: Yeah, so they were, they were going to basically wow. give him a $3 million bonus to come direct that movie. And then on top of that, his royalty stuff for the, for the Netflix. Uh, so Sony really wanted to see Daredevil fail then. <laughs> I, I don't even think so much they wanted Daredevil fail. They really wanted Goddard. Like the, and you, and they yeah. And looking back through the emails, I mean, and they're willing to pay for it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amy Pascal is like overly complimentary of him. I mean, just like you know, fawning all over him, and a lot of the emails he had going back and forth were very, very. Literally, you know more about Spider Man than we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they really wanted I don't him. I don't think it was so much an antagonism against Daredevil, and everything was pretty amicable. And then, the, I guess the where it really kind of came to a head is, um. At one point, Sony was going to pay out, and Goddard was like, "Yeah, even if you pony up the cash, I'm still not gonna, I'm still not gonna, you know, accept this because it's it was kind of a principal thing. Uh, you know, he really wanted all that, so I guess all that got hashed out. Um, but then, <laughs> when Goddard came on and was finalizing his Sony deal. Um, it's funny. All the stuff he was asking for was like travel expenses for his family, you know, to visit while he's, you know, he's on set and location. Which, yeah, yeah I guess that makes sense. You know, no, no blue M and M's. Yeah, not quite to that level. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was things like that. And apparently, he wanted the uh, the possessory credit on the film, which is when you go see a film and it's like, uh, you know, a Christopher Nolan film or a film by so and so or Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Mm, that's yeah, the possessory yeah, yeah. credit. And so Goddard wanted that on, on the Spider-Man stuff, and apparently the Sony execs were like, basically, who's does this guy think he is? Like, this is his first, you know, he directed Cabin in the Woods, and they were like, well, he got a possessory credit on Cabin in the Woods. And then so they, they started doing some research on, like, okay, what did we give Mark Webb and Sam Raimi? And so, like, Webb didn't get possessory credit for Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2. Raimi was offered the possessory credit but declined it. Um, and then the funniest bit of all was they were talking about Joss Whedon and so they asked what did Whedon and the in the Russo's get and they said well the Russo's didn't get um, possessory credit for cap the winter soldier because it was their first you know directing effort and they kind of denigrated him for doing a bunch of tv stuff uh, and then they put down Whedon and they're like well you know why basically why would Whedon do that he you know his he only directed one film previously and it was it was critically panned in a in a box office <laughs> blunder so, yeah. I was like, I'm reading that, and this is an actual email transcript, and I'm reading that. I'm like, well, that's just not true. So, I even looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and Serenity is, it, but the Rotten Tomato score is 82%. So, I, I don't think Serenity was critically panned at that point. Now, it wasn't a, it didn't light the box office on fire, but it wasn't a complete disaster either. So, it, it's just kind of funny how all this back end, back, uh, dealing Hollywood stuff gets so crazy, but, uh,
0: you know, I, read, I read stuff like that, and it just tells me exactly how, how studio again, studio driven. You know, there's the, there's that other company that that makes superhero movies, and it's just so studio driven. You can just see it in the finished product, but to to see how the sausages are made is just it's it's frightening. Actually, there's it, it, somewhere in those emails, and I, I saw a clip. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not gonna get too deep into it. But there's um, a series of notes that apparently um, is supposedly. Um, I guess Feige was shown like a a, a cut of being mean Spider Man two, and he just there's a bunch of just bullet points of things in the movie, and I recognized most of those scenes, and really it boils down to what the hell are you guys doing the Spidey is what is what I read as there's a line there's like oh you guys are doing a great job with Spider Man but at the same time it's like it's like what are you doing <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really just odd and you can just, you know seeing how studio driven it is and how they're they're just looking at 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 um, how to toys how, not Russ how to make ads. the best movie? Yeah, toys. Looking at Toys R Us ads to find out what the movie like. It's like oh, Venom is is, is selling great. It's he, Venom's a big marketing plan for Disney Infinity, the little video game with the toy figures. Theref, therefore, we need to make a Venom movie. So by the time they make a Venom movie, the toy that's selling now supposedly no one's going to care about in two years. By the time the movie comes out. How they're making these these decisions, I just it makes no sense to me. Meanwhile, Marvel's over there saying, "Okay, we want to make um, Daredevil the best hero we can," and they go do it. <laughs> there probably are these same same kind of emails going through Marvel that we haven't seen. Oh, sure, but just to see them in Sony, I just, I just don't want to make it seem like it's all you know roses at Mar- Marvel. I'm sure there's similar stuff going on, but at the same time, it's just I, I expect that the, they at least know what they're talking about, not just producers credit like you know well why don't you have him do this
1: instead yeah so it's funny so just all that stuff has kind of come out i'm sure there'll be there'll be more i mean we've heard more of that i i guess things have mostly calmed down because now that feige has kind of stepped in sony's made nice and they're they're in a co-production deal and it looks like goddard is gonna write and direct the first spider-man movie that that is under the guidance of marvel anyway so Obviously, whatever bad blood it was probably just negotiating tactics and nonsense. And you know, when you know when money's on the table and you know people can can do what they want, uh, I, I think things kind of back off and cooler heads prevail. But it's just kind of funny yeah. to to see all that stuff go back and forth. So, cool. Now that
0: now that we put John to
1: sleep. Oh. I
0: was say any more news because it's been a half hour almost, and we have yet to talk about uh, uh, Melinda this this week's episode of Agents of Shield. I
1: have no more news. I think we're newsed, we're newsed out and gossiped out at this point.
0: All right, uh, Melinda. So according to the internet, not all happened this week. Yet I couldn't help but disagree.
2: <laughs> oh, I I think a lot happened. I think it was sandwiched in between some stuff that. You know, not that I don't care anymore. I don't know. I think if you would have told me some point last season, oh, you know, we're going to get the episode where we find out what happened in... Uh, well, What do you call the, you it? Know I what, might have been more the, excited. Bahrain, the the, 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 what,
0: the what happened as far as the cavalry and mace part of the story, you're right. We could have got that at any point, and it would have mattered. The takeaway here, the important part here, is the fact that it was an inhuman she was up against and is also relevant to how... How Sky has to be treated um, with her family in in afterlife. Um, so just connecting those two stories to what's going on today, uh, that was the important part. The fact that yes, we knew May went in, we knew something bad happened, we knew it affected her. We didn't know the details of it. The fact that it was this little girl who had powers that at the time Shield didn't understand it. That that in and of itself wasn't the important part. It was the important part was that it was it was an inhuman. That Gordon and Yai- Jaing were were there. They were present. They witnessed it. They were trying to intercept uh, the girl before anything got to him, got to her. Um, that was that was the big the big piece
2: here for that. And the connection was really cool. And I didn't see it coming that the little girl no. was actually the Inhuman and stuff. That all worked really well. I thought. Yeah,
0: yeah. When 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 the mom uh, came after Melinda and was saying in the same kind of. Uh, uh, children of the Corn way. I want your, I want your pain. That yeah. was kind of the moment it clicked me. Even before the girl made her reveal, that's when like, oh, it's the girl. Um, well, it's funny. We also already had, already had some. We already had some clues too, because Jang was saying, "Oh, I wish it was that simple" and all that. So yeah, you know, we knew we
1: knew there was going to be a twist, that's a little little turn at some point. When it it's interesting too because I, the, the you know, the, early on, the thing that was clipping through my head was, well, we haven't really seen these people with multiple powers, like secondary mutations, if you will, or whatever, like typically somebody has um, in general, uh, whatever, whatever going on with them. And that's, you know, more or less it. So it was like, or it's, it's tangentially related or whatever. So to see this, you know, to see somebody that would be super strong, but yet be able to control other people like that, it, it, uh, it threw me off a little bit. So the, so the end was, I thought the end reveal was pretty satisfying. I mean, I didn't figure it out too early on but just like right yeah. before it happened it became a little more obvious but um but you yeah, know the just other-
0: to be clear i don't think i say i don't think uh i think you that this is what you're saying though that was what the appearance was at first but in reality she did not have two abilities she, right her her ability the
1: mom's, is that she was super strong yep. she was just under the control of the daughter yep, yep. right okay yeah. um the other thing too is and like most things you know, stories get exaggerated, you know, things happen. And I kind of suspected that there was a little bit of that to this early on, but a little bit of what happened to May was, was legend, right? I mean, you know, she was credited with taking down everyone, which that really wasn't the case. It's just, you know, the, the, the main takeaway from this was that this, this scarred May for life. I mean, this was something, you know, having to, um, Having to put that kid down was yep uh, was was life changing, especially you know that starting at the beginning that was cool. You know we yes. got to see the happy go- maybe happy go lucky is a little bit of a stretch, but seeing a yeah. May in a much better place where she's well adjusted. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, adjusted, uh, wanting to make a life for herself, happily yeah. married, wanting to start a family. Um, you know, and kind of making that decision, mm-hmm. uh, and happily partnered up with with Coulson, and the see, yeah, the, and God, no, that's the yeah,
0: no, say, so, and and you know, the the fact that they we're looking to create a family and how significant that piece was. But going back onto the well-adjusted piece, it, her husband Drew Andrew was there. He knows what she does. He works with Shields. We 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 already had that introduction to him earlier. Um. You know, but to see that they they're making it work. I mean, we've seen how many you know secret agent types of shows and movies where one half doesn't know what the other half is doing. So there's secrets, there's lies. Right. No, it's everything's right there. They know their boundaries. They know what they can or can't talk about. Um, even when she was about to go in and she called him for backup. You know, one to hear his voice, but two to get some assistance how to deal with this girl. He was right there for her. He was like, "All right, let me. You know, I'm worried about you, but let me shut that down. Here's what you need to know. Come home to me," and and they were, she was able to go do her job came came out wrong and as she said to Bobby you know you 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 can't explain to anybody you know you, you did what you had to do but that doesn't make it make it right and This is a little
2: um, little trick that they play on us with their characters that they've done twice and they they show like great patience with it like you know the first half of the first season was Grant Ward why is he so wooden and stiff and oh guess what he's not really wooden and stiff he's pretending to be wooden and stiff because he's you know, a Hydra agent that's a double agent, whatever. Now we have Melinda May. You know, we've been complaining from the beginning that she's always so straight faced, and if you ever get, if you know, any episode where she cracks a smile, it's like a big deal. Why she like that? And now we got to see the Melinda May that right. wasn't always like that. Yeah,
0: I like the callbacks to give us a little piece of the timeline. I mean, that happened seven years ago. Um, just to make the math easy, I'll say that she was in the she was out of the field for about five years, maybe a little bit longer, when Colson got her back onto the bus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the bus was a simple transport. That was when they were building Triskelion. Uh, the cares probably were coming up in the service. Uh, Colson made a great line about Fury was uh, funneling money to build an initiative to find power peoples and powered people and how do you put it? A response uh, find team. Er- find Earth's mightiest and see if they can be heroes. Yes,
1: yes. And they even yeah, said nice that line there. he's funneling a bunch of money and assets into building the Triskelion. So, you know that that
0: well, they said they said they were building Triskelion, which was going to be the, that was that wasn't for Fury. That was the Shield headquarters. Right. Fury was doing this was doing this other thing separately. True. True. Yeah. Uh, from that. Yeah. So what time, do you, um,
2: go, ahead. go ahead, John. I'm sorry. What do you guys make of the fact that you know he's had Fitz and Simmons apparently secretly working on Deathlock? technology like how do they get themselves out of that one like how do they how do we have colson not be the bad guy in that situation
0: well we don't you know and that's the thing this is one of the reveals that came out of this episode that um when when they said it i was jumping up and down and when i started reading some of the the follow-ups nobody has picked up on this so when so um Colson has been doing stuff on the sly. He's been since episode one of the season. He's been traveling, doing recruiting, but really, all this we found out all of his trips have been covers. He's building something. He's uh, buying a hundred bunk beds. You know, they've they've got him doing something. They don't know what, and it's something that uh, Bobby called or Agent Weaver called the theater Protocol. When I heard that, I was jumping up and down because what I thought was a throwaway line from the mid-season finale is now going to become something pretty significant to take us through possibly the rest of the season, at least the next couple episodes. Um, if you remember, when, when everything was kind of going south at the uh, midseason finale, when, when they were about to take down uh, Hydra in Puerto Rico, uh, Koenig and Coulson were off to the side talking, and uh, they said something along the effect of, uh, you know, if this thing goes south, you know what to do, and, and, and Koenig kind of looks at him like, You mean the Theta Protocol? And it it just kind of cuts off. It goes from there. Now, meanwhile, on Twitter, Clark Gregg live tweets, Not the Theta Protocol. I think that means changing undies. And that's it. That's all we hear of it. And now we find out that's going to be, that's just something else that nobody knows about. It's probably a piece of what Colson's been working on, been feeding Deathlock new tech. Uh, We already knew he's been getting them upgrades and apparently he's had Simmons working on it, and Simmons didn't know it. Uh, how much? So they're really playing up the lies. And from Gonzalez's point of view, and, and Bobby, he's just playing off of Fury's thing. Fury was doing the Avengers on the side with maybe you know we knew the uh, uh, the council knew about the Avengers Initiative, but they wanted to shut down too at one point. He did it anyway. Now Cole's is doing the same thing. We just don't know what it means, and it's it's something more than just this throwaway line that, that we never heard of again since December, and here we are, it's coming back to us. Um, so I'm really looking forward to finding out how this plays out. We even asked a few weeks ago, where's Koenig? We haven't seen Koenig. Koenig's off probably prepping the Theta Protocol.
1: Yeah, it looks that way.
0: So I'm I'm really looking uh, forward to hearing more about this. Yeah, Colson's not the bad guy in here, but he does have his reasons. That's what... That's what uh, uh, maze. After she's like, you know, I he he's he's doing something, but we we know that we need to find out what they're not automatically assuming it's something bad. And
1: he's shooting said, "Colson's not your enemy." Yeah, I know that much. So putting it in looking at the timeline of this too. So this is seven years ago. So this is probably either right before or right after Iron Man. I'm taking it. I'm I'm guessing this is That's- meant to be like like just before.
0: Yeah, that's, that's probably reasonable. Yeah. Because we said Iron Man happened uh, six months, I think we said before, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 and Hulk happened concurrently. Um, and Thor mm-hmm. all happened concurrently. And Thor was a good year before the Avengers. And Avengers was a good year before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh season one we'll call season shield season you know two years so it's it's a couple years before Iron Man actually
1: yeah. by that math. Yeah. And did, did you catch when he was in Bahrain and goes up to that guy and he introduces himself when he flashes his badge as Agent Phil Colson from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement yeah. and Logistics Division. Which is
0: yeah that's what he did in Iron Man he, too. He always spelled it out. Yeah, yeah he didn't say
1: he didn't say SHIELD. I mean internally they they said SHIELD but but All the time, yeah. he spelled it out to everybody else. I thought that was a, a nice callback as well. That yeah, was. I like I like just those
0: attitudes. Like, what are we doing this time: nuclear, biological. Yeah, bio. Yeah, bio always
1: works. <laughs> did you see biological weapon? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But again, yeah, I, I liked how everything was related. You know, you think that there's these two separate stories going on, and it turns out they're the the same thing. uh you know, that what they were talking about, you know, in, you know, the magical play, you know, the uh, afterlife, I guess, uh, was related to the story they were telling. And that was a really cool reveal. When we hear Zha Ying's uh, narration while they're cutting into what's going on with May, I thought that was that was just very well done. Do you guys think that Gordon and Lincoln are related like that? Maybe Gordon is the father.
2: I didn't get that honestly. I mean, maybe, but I didn't get that. No, I wasn't. I mean, it's definitely possible, but I didn't. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that either. They just had this weird interaction.
1: There was one scene where they were kind of talking to each other, and Gordon seemed irritated, almost like that fatherly, like the son did something to irritate the father kind of thing. Uh, and so I don't know. I I, I turned it took to, it to, to more as simply. Um,
0: you look normal. What do you know about this? Get out of here. That yeah, could be. You know, you don't you don't have any physical he she's he's trying to connect with her as someone else who has um obvious physical changes. And Lincoln doesn't have that. Lincoln can walk around like a normal person and not even be looked twice at. Right. And so he has no idea what Raina's going through and and he, he he basically has no business trying to console her right. yet.
1: Yeah, that's no, that's a good point. Yeah. And of course Jayen confronts the sky that she's her mother. That's that's the other big thing that happens in this episode is that that reveals come together and we find out that Cal pieced her together. I'm not sure what that means, but you know, he probably literally sewed her
0: back up and let her healing kick in. Uh which we suspected on the show, I think. We've talked similar to that, like is that what happened? Um I think we've talked about it in here, at least I know I've read it at least, but yeah. that's that made sense that, that he just sewed her back up. Um, now, I don't remember the line, but I've read it on in some of our Facebook posts and other places that um, Cal had said, you know, we'll all be together in in afterlife. And we always thought he meant the afterlife or after we after we died, he really meant here. I just I don't remember him saying those exactly, but it's very probable he did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you get about the. The whole year thing. So she said she, she made this Sky makes a point of saying she's 25, which by that account would mean she was born in 1990, because at this point if it's 2015, which they seem to be keeping up with what year it actually is. Yep. And Cal says, oh yeah, your your birthday, you know, they they say she was born in December. And he says 1988. July, July she was born July 2nd. 2nd. Yes, that's right. July 2nd. 1988. 1988. And she says, and at first I thought it was like a, a script flub, you know, because I was, like, starting to do the math. And then Im- immediately she's like, wait, 1988? She's, you know, so she's yeah, yeah. suddenly two years older than she thought she was. So I, I took was.
2: it as, like, she finally knows who she is now. Like, all this time she had no idea like, who oh, she was. oh, I'm
0: really 26. I don't know. Now, wait a minute. Uh, oh, God. You know what? I got to bring up Facebook because um, I, I want to credit Somebody said it. There's a couple things in there that somebody picked up on that I missed, but um, – she specifically said, and we've heard it before, that the orphanage she was in was St. Agnes. Isn't that also the orphanage that Matt Murdock yes, was at? Yes, yes. So I, maybe it was you guys in an email thread, but her being twenty six and Murdock is what we think twenty nine.
1: Um, that that could put them there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I forget because they in two thousand. W- uh. I don't know if I want to do this as spoiler for Daredevil, but I I don't think this is a really big reveal, because I won't get into specifics of what they're talking about. Not that it's that important, honestly, anyway. But at one point, there's a flashback scene to 2010, and it seems that that's when Foggy and Matt not first go to college, but are first in law school. So if that's the case, they'd be 22, three years of law school, so they'd have graduated in 2013. This is two years later. So they're right. It they would be right about um, 27. Yeah, 27, 28.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's very probable that they were there together
1: at the same time, at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a good catch. Absolutely. So I think of, I think of all of that. I think that that was the biggest reveal of her age. I mean, yes, you're actually right, John. It's it's I now know more about who I am, or I now know who I am. Um, and, and even if her father is a psychotic killer, that's still significant. And she she's there with her family, uh, and she knows who she is. She knows she's 26. All that. Yeah, I just um,
1: I, I'm I'm good. I wasn't sure if maybe there's just some they're going to pull a bait and switch like. He's not really her father, or maybe she's not who they think she is, or maybe I don't know. she's a clone. I, I don't know. Like something weird. Like I don't know. To to me, it seemed odd. The whole date thing seemed like purposeful. And 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 you guys could totally be right. It could be that it's just meant to say that she, all this time she, you know, yeah. she she truly didn't know who she was.
0: All right, first off, before I go to the next thing, I want to give credit to James Connor in our Facebook thread. He's, that is where I read it. Uh, I'm going to read his whole quote here. Uh, Great episode. I love that Cal uh, accomplished his goal of reuniting his family in the, in the afterlife, in afterlife, like he always wanted. Also, cool St. Agnes line, letting us know Sky and Daredevil attended the same orphanage. Although there's a small age gap now that we know she's really 26, they probably overlapped. Um, and I'll throw this out there. Lastly, does anyone else feel Gonzalez is a hypocrite in that he feels all people with or who have had power should be on the index unless you're named Mac. Because Mac Mac was in, was affected by aliens and you know, so he should be just by, by Gonzalez's logic he should be just as uh right untrustworthy as Colson is. But you know, maybe on that. But that I just want to give uh, him uh, James Connor a credit for that because that is where I read it. Excellent. Absolutely, I want to Talk about the other reveal from that dinner scene, mm-hmm. if you're ready for it. And I have another Facebook quote I want to read to go with it because this is definitely where credit for this line goes. Go for it if you're ready. Okay, um, so we're at the dinner table and Lincoln walks in and he sees them having dinner and immediately re- remembers the nightmare or dream that Reina described. Before you read and... the
2: before you read the Facebook, because I didn't read the Facebook. Can I tell you okay. what I thought? Yes. She's been the clairvoyant all along.
0: So Mary Kirk on Facebook writes, Oh my God, Raina is the clairvoyant. At all first season, she was chasing that dream. She was so disappointed when Garrett was just Hydra. And now she is the clairvoyant. That is perfection. I love Gordon. I kind of hope he finds a way to reach Raina and make her not the super villain. I see her on the road to becoming, but there's also the likelihood he uh, falls in love with her and falls her into villainy. Too soon to tell. I love the way the storylines intersected. That Bahrain all along was a thread that led back to the Inhumans, and I love seeing what finally uh, broke May and remolded her. Yes, this didn't move the story along, which I disagree. Uh, the Theta Protocol baby, but I de- it deepened the story so that when. Uh, something else does happen again, I'm even more invested than I was before. So yes, how about that? I didn't pick up on the line of the clairvoyant. I just thought, oh, she's a precog. I was thinking about Coulson constantly saying all season one that there's no evidence of precogs, and here's Randy, she's a precog, but I didn't make the connection of the clairvoyant. That is perfection. I love it.
2: Now, my question would be, if you go back and watch all of the uh, Bill Paxton stuff, is there any indication, is there any like... Slippery talk when they're talking about the clairvoyant like maybe that he knows and she doesn't know or evidence that there should be one, but there really isn't one yet you know is there anything we could pick up on not not that I can remember I haven't gone back and watched it for that
0: but i I can't think so and I can't imagine how Garrett would be able to do any pick up on any of that um he wouldn't possibly know because he doesn't even know about humans any of it I guess
2: it's more like um. What am I trying to say? Like she's not literally the clairvoyant that they were talking about. It's no, the but fact she is that clairvoyant. She is, she is right, a she's a clairvoyant yes. and she was the one that was searching so you know, wanted to follow the clairvoyant so badly yes, and the yes, whole yes. time it could have it been unlocked her. in her.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the take that's the point for that, yeah. yeah. And and I think that's definitely just poetry. Sure. I mean it really is just fabulous. Now I don't really get the, not the connection, but you know, like like Gordon can't see; he's his eyes are gone. Yet he is a guide. You know, I don't see the connection that 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 relationship between Raina's abilities and her physical transformation. Maybe there's not one, but like with Gordon, it seems like there should be. You know, there is one. There's like there is a relationship between his his physical transformation and his. And, and at least his purpose, if not his actual ability ability. Maybe you know. maybe that's a way. Well, he teleports, so yeah, maybe it is connected. But
1: Maybe with Raina, that's a way for her to get away from her pain, like seeing other people and their lives, their happiness or their... Her experiences yeah. will come from what she sees through others, maybe. Yeah. Maybe and that you know, we have time to explore that. Yeah, because I mean, she makes a point of saying how she's in constant pain and how these spikes keep hitting her, so I don't know if maybe that's her body's way of dealing with escaping from the pain as she can see what other people are are doing
2: i don't know i mean that's that's a bit of a stretch but right and then i thought there was some connection between the little girl who was taking the pain from the other people and then Raina saying that she was always in pain like i was i was looking for some kind of message too that i didn't really get yeah i I didn't
0: think of that i i I, trying to think of something now i'm not getting anywhere but I guess I'm not expecting. This. I think that was more of a relationship. That was more to help build uh, uh, Sky and, and Jay Ying. Uh, I mean it's a secret? It's going to come out, so it's going to be bad when it does. Yeah. What about the dude that went on walkabout?
1: Like the guy that was just like, "Hey, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, is going to just send me there, and I think I'm just going to no. go away for a while." And I was just that like, feels wrong. What? Something's <laughs> going to happen there. That
0: I don't. Yeah. I mean, unless unless it was just there to. Just drive home how she's the she knows everybody and everybody knows her and there's a trust that she's protecting,
1: maybe. But Or that was code to be know. like, Hey, I'm going on this mission that we talked about before, but I don't want to say something <laughs> because you're talking yeah, to the new yeah. chick, so I'll be coy about it. Yeah, maybe. It just it maybe it just I don't know, they make a point of saying like people are there and they don't leave and you know, or they don't leave on their own. Like Gordon may teleport you and out for a day and you two might just hang, but they made it seem like, okay, yeah, you're here. You can't really be back in the world. So well,
0: that's not, I didn't get that. I got for the, for the most part, people can come and go as, as they want to. Hmm. Some are there because they're preparing to go for the transformation. Others are just there when they need a safe place to, to hang out or get away, especially if you've already gone through the transformation. Um, but other, unless your name is uh, Sky or Raina, you can pretty much come and go as you want with gordon's help yeah that that's what i got from it okay at least. Yeah.
1: and then the, you know of course they make a point of saying that jayin can't tell everybody that that that's that's her daughter i mean they know right
0: yeah. well that's a, yeah. yeah and then that's all related to how she deals with sure. others you know that uh, the, the the story of the daughter and the mother right right um yeah, you all... definitely would betray the trust that she's built over everybody. If you know she's breaking the the rules for her own daughter, if that's what's found out, because it sounds like she's already gone out on a limb to protect Sky and Reyna. Yeah. Um, so she's already on on thin ice, if you will, because of something she's already done to make sure they stay alive.
1: Right.
0: In fact, if if you think back to uh, that episode, what they become when we first met Gordon at the, at the end of the tag. Um, it wasn't clear what his intentions were. I mean, his intention might have been to hunt them down and not just recruit them or get them to safety. And it was, something could have happened in between there that changed that. But I, it really sounded like he's like, "Are you, see, you know, and he was probably talking to Jay Yang uh, on the phone. He was like, are you seeing this? I'll handle it. Um, it wasn't clear either way what he meant by that.
1: Right. It's not bad. So does anybody else have any more questions? points before we get into a little bit of feedback. Just a tag. Oh My yeah, the tags. <laughs> that, that was just that was just fun. Was it was just straight so up fun to fun. see that. It's
0: like, can I can I come hang with you guys but I need to drop a tail. And and the way Hunter handled it <laughs> just
1: it's like, you know, you're, you're going to be just fine. So like, do don't, don't worry about do it. Do you have an electric hairdryer in there, mate? And he's what? like Yes, I do. Uh, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> I was like, that <laughs> yeah. is awesome. It's like we yeah. don't need to know what he's gonna do. It's some kind of craziness. No. It's just like that is just the most random thing to put out there. It's Hunter. It's yeah, Hunter. Yeah. Hunter's that, awesome. That was, yeah. Yeah. It's a very that's a very Whedon, uh, thing to have happen. But yeah, that again, Hunter, has been in one of the best additions to to this cast. I think. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, but speaking of that, um, so, so, um uh that may may she 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 wants uh simmons to uh open the box and simmons whoops simmons did not announce that um Fitz has the box because i don't know if simmons trusts may fully enough to reveal that yeah uh just just yet at least i mean it'll come it'll, knowing the way the season's gone it will be come out next week sure it'll go quickly yeah um but yeah that was worth pointing out though that uh uh, for what they 're finding out it 's like i 'm not ready to give up Colson all the way yet let's let 's see what Fitz can find out first and when Fitz opened that so what, what do you think happened? Did he actually use um a, a chemical or a compound to uh eat away at the vibranium case Could did be. open it, I don't, it almost that's, like that 's kind of what it looked like to me, or did he actually mimic a, a DNA test that that and that just opened it for us i
1: yeah I took it as he had a DNA sample of uh, colson's Colson dna probably. sample that he used to swab it so maybe okay hard to say I, I couldn't
0: tell if it was the box opening or if it was the box um disintegrating but means it's would have you something severe if it if
2: it was yeah, i was trying to tell if he was like not that he was soldering but that like was he was he like injecting something or was it like hot was it like melting it looked it i don't know yeah. it looked it looked weird yeah. It didn't look like he was just like adding a sample to it. It looked like it was melting or burning or something. That's
0: what I thought. He put a compound down there and then applied heat, and it melted away, revealing the inside, which ena- which enacted the, the the HUD. Mm. That's you know, but it could have been rust. Who like knows. maybe it was a DNA swab, and then he applied heat to mimic body heat, and it's like, oh yes, it's a live person touching me. I can open now. It's
2: pseudoscience. The flux capacitor. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's it's yeah. The MacGuffin, as they're told, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Either way. Uh, the, 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 so, yeah, no, the, 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 the tag was great. The, the whole episode, I think, was really great. I think it moved things along further than most people thought. Um, very pleased with this episode.
1: Um, you want to go some, through some more feedback? Yeah, I want to do, uh, real quick, because this is something we forgot to do last week. Uh, we did get another iTunes review. Uh, it was a five, five-star review from Anakin Corleone. Another nice. great name. I love the Facebook. I love the iTunes names. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and uh, he said, I subscribed to three Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcasts, and this one has worked its way to the top as my favorite for one reason. It gets posted a few days after the show. The other two podcasts post their episode the night of the episode. While I like the instant reaction, I find myself re-watching most Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes and letting my thoughts on the events of the show marinate. These guys bring that qualitative discussion that I find myself wanting after I've watched the episode at least one more time
0: yeah I think uh, when we when you read we read that uh, I had the same thought was like you know that's why we wait because yeah. you know anybody can sit there and record about what you saw from the surface of the episode but there's there really is a lot more in these episodes and um, a lot of people realize and it takes a second view and I always make a point of watching it at least one more time before we record because of picking up a lot of things like that. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's exactly why we wait a couple of days to record and release, so that we can let it sit and think about it and find out all these these, these details that uh, make this show so much better than, frankly, a lot of people, a lot of fanboys give it credit for. Sure. I mean, I remember sitting in Captain America Winter Soldier last year, and I overheard people thinking uh, about Agents of like, oh, you don't watch that. That's, that's, that's dumb. It does, does this. Or just, it's like, you're you're clearly not... I mean, obviously, obviously, you're not watching it because you said you're not. But if you did, you'd find there's a lot more to it. And that was before, obviously, before the reveal and before everything turned. But thank you for the review.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. iTunes reviews are great. They help us um, raise our profile on within the Apple infrastructure, since a good majority of our downloads come from the iTunes uh, arena. That that helps a lot. Uh, so I guess we got some Facebook comments. Uh, everybody's been really great on Facebook. I, I usually, I've been really diligent about posting an episode thread, usually either the day the episode airs or right after. Um, and then usually an you know, episode comes out Tuesday. We're typically recording Thursday, Friday night. Very rarely we, we get on Wednesday, but, uh, but it does happen. Um, so the first comment uh, comes from Lindsay, and she says, Another good episode, though in hindsight nothing was really pushed forward in the present day. Sky knows Jiaying is her mother. Coulson's keeping secrets, and Fitz plans to join the others in Mexico. But these were all things we could guess or knew prior to the episode. Still, I was surprised how good the cavalry story was, even after its build-up for the past two seasons. But most of all, I just wanted the team back together. Or at least see the epic uh, fallout that must have happened because of it. The second Ying brought up keeping her relationship with Sky, uh, pretty much secured it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you could say it didn't push the current story forward, maybe in terms of like the uh eg gonzalez end, and I guess Bobby was just kind of like a mouthpiece to work around this episode, you know nothing really happened on that yeah. end but well, we
0: definitely got like I said on. with with finding out what we we got more details of what their concern about Colson was it wasn't just generic um you know, oh he's interested in power people the way the way uh, uh fury was they They had evidence that he was actually up to something, and his own team didn't know about so we we got more details on what their their why they t- they took action and what was going on and they need the box to find out you know what what's in there really find out what what Colson knows sure um, so we definitely got more of the why we just need now to get the next step of what are they, what are they actually doing about it and a lot of that a lot of that investigation got shifted back to our team back to may and the Simmons. You know, so it's back in house now, and you know we we definitely want May and Simmons and the rest of the team to get to them first. Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I think when we're done, we're going to have one shield again. it's just don't know how that's going to actually play out.
1: Agreed. Um, Terry Joe Scott, our former uh, guest of the show, I should say. Uh, had a comment up there, and she said, "I'm still interested in how Cal." And then she said, "Cal with a C or Cal with a K. K." It it is Cal. It is Cal with the C, but Cal with the K would be funny.
0: Cal with K is that, is that
1: other franchise. Yeah, that other one. <laughs> uh, Stitch Ying back, knowing she'd come to life, or did he do it out of some twisted, weird need to have her whole? Enjoyed the episode though. Excited to see that we're figuring out what Raina's powers are, uh, though with the gift of seeing the future.
0: Yeah, I I expect that he knew she would uh, heal, or at least have a strong sus- sus- suspicion that she would heal. Um, he, p- he probably understood more about her abilities, because we don't know how old she is, just that she doesn't age. I mean, she could be you know ancient. Sure. Um, and would know that she would heal. Uh, I do really like the detail that she still has the scars, though, that while she heals, it either takes quite a while or it's not 100%.
1: Yeah, or, you know, like anything else, sometimes there's trauma that's so deep it just it just doesn't heal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our former time traveling uh, listener Callum <laughs> Reeve, uh posted. He said, "Probably my favorite episode of the last two years." I agree that it didn't specifically move the story forward, but it was such a nice bow to tie around a few th- a nice bow. Sorry to tie around a few things that have been lingering since season one, episode one. I'm not ashamed that I actually teared up when Ink said July second. I thought that was great seeing May. Sitting at the desk where Coulson found her in Season 1 was great, too. Also, to see Deathlock back last week, the last two, two to three episodes have really made me want to go back and watch Season 1 again. Much like when we had the Ward reveal, it would be great to look back and see the clues they've dropped uh, ever s- uh, since then. Feels like they are tying up a few... Theta Protocol. Yeah, Theta Protocol. Feels like they are tying up a few loose ends so that they can have some universe-changing event again following Age of Ultron. Thanks, guys. Love the show.
0: He follows up with also we know that in MCU in humans equals mutants, based on that, does Colson equal Professor X, Colson School for Gifted Junksters. <laughs> um that's that's where they really is where they think they're they're leading this, that he's building a school for um that's that's flat out what they said. It seems like it, yeah. No, that's flat out what they said. I mean you're gonna need bunk beds, you're gonna need a psychologist, you're gonna need a building you know all that. And so we'll we'll see where uh, that goes. Um uh, yeah, when when she started saying I don't know who my mother is, I was like, you know, say it. Or you know, I don't know when my birthday is. I was waiting for Dragon to say it, and it actually took another beat or two before she did it. Yeah, and uh, it it was it was a great it was a good moment.
1: It, I was satisfied by that. Uh, Dallas said after reading everything above, I'll not rehash the good points. This is a great episode which does nothing to the current storylines but gives us closure to the big uh, the biggest one since season one. I must say that I ended this episode very satisfied. I felt that this episode had a different feel and pace to it, which I liked a lot. There wasn't a lot of important information getting tossed around, and there wasn't four different stories getting told. It was a nice break from the overall season. I think my favorite part of the episode, again, was the end with the conversation between Fitz, Hunter, and Coulson. Uh, The line that got me from Fitz was, will I still be okay if I come and hang out with you? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good line. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait to see how Avengers uh, affects Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yeah, like I said, it, it's it's um, yeah. I, I think it 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 uh, it added to the current storyline more than more than most people seem to think.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, our podcasting buddy Daryl Taylor says I really enjoy seeing what changed Melinda May and linked up more of the Inhuman background with Shield. It looks like Colson wants to create a safe haven for specials, but also an army to train. Uh, should Shield be run by one man or a committee? I like the whole director thing. I guess maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I'm just a, a a purist at heart, but I always liked, you know, knowing that there was one person that was in charge of that organization. But
2: more people that you have to trust in yep. a committee. That's right. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: No a committee. just shield's not that kind of organization. No, it's you never get you never get anything done. It's
1: quasi military chain of command. There you go. Yeah, uh, there's uh, another
0: comment on our. Post directly to the page, not in the thread. John M says, "Anyone else get a serious Jack Black vibe from this actor's foggy Nelson portrayal?" Yes, I do, John. Thanks
2: for uh, writing in. He does a real Jack Black. Oh yeah, his kids. Like, like, his his. his uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially like when he's giving his shtick to uh, what's to, uh, to Karen, Karen when he's still kind of macking on her in the beginning. Yeah,
0: he's got a yeah. real big Jack Black. Thing. Hey, while we're waiting there, um. It, it, is that a thing is Karen Karen doesn't she like get with both of them or is it she always with Foggy or like no, how does that she's, work, work out in the comics No
2: she's with she ends up with Matt spoiler um I think it, I think the beginning spoiler for the comics yeah, not for the show right I think right? the beginning yeah, okay. starts the same way you know Foggy is always like man this really awesome hot girl and then she likes Matt
0: you know that's pretty much yeah and then Matt and Kevin
1: Smith got a hold of her so we move on <laughs> Yeah, the only, uh, most of the, actually most of the tweet, the twit, most of the tweeter, most of the tweeter stuff, most um, of the twits, most of the, yeah uh, most of the Twitter stuff we got back was Daredevil. So I think we maybe we'll, we'll save that, um, for Daredevil centric stuff. So we don't get into too much spoilery kind of stuff. Um, uh, but Phil, the guy said, this episode isn't doing much for me. The flashback in Sky's mom doesn't interest me. Um, yeah, to to each their own, I guess. Okay. Sure. But, yeah, everything else is pretty much Daredevil-centric at this point, which, like I said, we'll be be putting one out here pretty quick, I would would guess. Probably before the next Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, we'll probably squeak a a Daredevil show in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Any others? And that's, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got.
0: Something that's been in the back of my mind that we have yet to do, we really wanted to do it before, during the break before Agent Carter, but we didn't get to it because of Christmas, but... um, we still um, owe the feed a commentary for Guardians of the Galaxy. We do. Yeah, we do. And now that we're getting towards the end of uh, SHIELD, maybe we can finally uh, bang that out before uh, sometime before Ant-Man comes out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think – I'm trying to think when we'll have a lull. I guess maybe we'll – Yeah. We'll have a lull after May twelfth. Yeah, after that week, we'll have a lull. Yeah, and then we'll probably be finishing up Daredevil. But yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely get it out here pretty quick. Yeah,
0: I think I think no, we'll definitely have a couple of weeks between ending of ending our Daredevil coverage and be well
1: before Ant Man comes yeah. out. Yeah, so. so I think we'll have uh, we'll definitely be able to get it out
2: during that time. What are we like eleven days from Ultron coverage? Yeah. Not, maybe not 11, 12, 13.
1: Two weeks to the
0: day. Two weeks to the day, exactly. Well, Yikes. 13, 13 days if you consider the Thursday night release. Yeah, yeah. Who's going? I'm going Thursday night. Anybody else got plans? I don't know.
1: When are you, seeing it? I don't know. It really depends on work. I, I have a huge project that uh, thats uh, that I'm taking. That, that is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, yeah. I have a huge work project. Uh, that goes live on Tuesday, and usually the run up to that is is hectic yeah. and insanity. So if I can't get out Thursday night, if if I can get still get tickets, I think me and my son are going to go Thursday night. If not, then I'm going to have to find a way Saturday to peel off for a few hours to go see it. Um, but yeah, one way or another, I will see it that opening weekend, and I will be in. I'll be back in Austin the week after, so uh, that'll make recording a little interesting. Um, yeah, you guys might end up being. You guys might end up. Rec- recording Ultron without me.
2: Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> We've used your cell phone before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Um, but that's it. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for all the Facebook comments, the Twitter following, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, again, check out our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash it's all connected. Uh, just as a reminder, all episodes of the podcast will always be free. I mean, we're not using that as a mechanism to, to put content out under a paid banner. Um, it's just a way for if you like what we're doing with the show and want to just give us a little tip for for, um, for the, the time and effort and energy and costs associated, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we do have some some threshold levels out there. Like I said, we, we did a YouTube show recently, and, and Ken and I would uh, would like to do that and on a much larger scale. But to do that, um, it's probably going to take a little bit of fundage to do that. So... Uh, if you could check that out, that would be fantastic. Uh, thank all the folks that are contributing to that campaign um, as well. And don't forget that we will continue with the charitable contributions on the quarter um, for that. So that's, that's something we're, we're doing as well. Um, and hit up the website, hhwlod.com, uh, for all the contact information uh, in the article. We always put an article up there that has all of the links to the phone numbers, emails, um, social media websites, Twitter accounts, all that great stuff. Um, as well as you can find all the other podcasts that we do on the network, uh, at hhwlod.com. Uh, there's always a bunch of cool stuff going on there. Um, so until next week, thanks everyone for listening. Good night. Good night.